0: greetings this is amaboda today is february 9th 2022 and today we've got a special guest donald mclean and donald has been online and posting some very inspirational stuff that i really admire and i just thought i'd have him on to interview him and get kind of his perspective greetings donald hello
1: thank you for inviting me
0: i'm really excited to be here awesome you are awesome. So, if you don't mind, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, that would be great. Yeah, sure.
1: Well, um, uh, right now I'm I got like I got no agenda or anything. I'm I'm just a regular guy. I, I have a blue collar job. I work as an aircraft fueler in a small town called Spokane, Washington, and I just pretty much live for my family. And uh, in my spare time, I enjoy I enjoy talking about spirituality with people who have ears to listen.
0: And, that's, uh, that's great. And that just shows the grassroots movement of what's happening right now with this spiritual awakening. It's like it's happening from all walks of life, and it's just part of the beauty about it. And I'm, I'm sure people here are curious about you, how you started on this path and what inspired you what your personal journey has been about
1: well yeah i i was raised mormon and uh or latter-day saint i even served a mission and knocked on doors got door slammed in my face the whole nine yards and uh i came to a certain point where i was I was really contemplating the nature of truth and how important truth was, and I and I found myself running butting heads with. Uh, at the time, I didn't see it, but were were essentially untruths within the church, and I, I had to face those down, and I had to. Uh, I had to really investigate. And the, the truth that I found transformed me. It, trans- it made me. it made everything crumble and I had to build everything back up again from scratch. And that was a, a long time of, of floundering. I think a lot of people can relate to having their, their whole paradigms crashing down around them. But, but from, those, from those ashes, uh, something new can be reborn. And that's basically what, what happened to me is, is something new was born and, uh, and I found, I found higher truth, higher love, and it just, it just gave my life meaning and uh, yeah, yeah, I I don't really know what more to say about that.
0: Okay, great. Well, when you say that something gave you meaning, what would you say would be the first inkling of of hope that suddenly you felt things are getting better?
1: Well, the very first thing that I realized was that people did not care about truth. Most people do not care about truth. Most people care about their beliefs and sustaining their beliefs. And so the very first wall that I hit that pretty much shattered my paradigm was really realizing that People were more invested in fear than truth. I mean, you could say that the opposite of love is fear, but the opposite of truth is also fear. I think I think that truth and love have a a lot in common with fear.
0: I I hear you. I mean, I I have a slightly different take on that. I regard just to interject a little bit, but uh, sure, because this is kind of a two way thing. Really, it's not just about me interviewing you, it's, uh, you're going to be able to ask me questions yeah, for yeah. sure. But, 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 but uh, <laughs> just, uh, I've always regarded the op. Well, not always, but since my awakening, you might say my, my crossing that threshold of elimination, I came to the conclusion that the opposite of love is not fear, but external desire. And that external desire in turn is the root of all Um, other vices and including fear that fear is the desire for self-preservation or something like that but everything has its root in desire so if you conquer that one thing desire you conquer everything else anger lust envy jealousy and 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 whatnot i like that yeah and then the opposite of truth in my opinion is deception because deception is is you know truth is assertive but it's asserting the real and deception is also assertive but it's asserting the unreal absolutely agree with that and uh truth is more in the mental realm and and love is more in the in the heart realm so it's like you have these two twin spheres of pleasure that as an individual, you can open up and have an open heart and an open mind. Just like you can't say an open heart is the same thing as an open mind. So also you can't say that love is the same as truth.
1: I agree. I see love and truth as a polarity on the same spectrum. On one side, you have have truth. The other side, you have love. And it's it's kind of like the primal first polarity of all things like hot and cold left and right truth and love
0: yes and, and one thing just to add on a biblical perspective you have heard of adam and eve i'm, I'm sure but it on one frame of reference this, this isn't an exact thing i'm not implying it's, it's exact but in symbology you could imagine that adam is truth and eve is love and Love is born of truth, just as Eve is born of the rib of Adam, in the same similar sort of idea. Not to equate that all women are loving and all men are truthful, <laughs> but right. the essence, the archetype of uh, of that. It's kind of like one is born of the other.
1: Yeah, I, I uh, I've studied as part of my journey. I, I've studied hermeticism. Uh, which which I've come to understand is basically the foundation of all of our like evolution and understanding, of mathematics, uh, language, writing. All these things come from the root of her- hermetic thought, and and love and truth. These are concepts that. Um, Sorry, I'm getting a little nervous here. No, <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no, no. It's it, it's all yeah. good. And, and if you want to ask me any questions too, you're 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 free to. Um, I, I, um. From speaking with you, I, I realized that you've been listening to some to, to a lot of my podcasts, and so I, I didn't realize that you were, um, into them. So that was a, a pleasant surprise to discover that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's just that. You know, in Hermeticism, the idea of the male, the masculine energy, and the female, the feminine, they have a, a special relationship where even though they're polarities and opposites, we have this, this archetype of union between the two, resulting in the child. In Hermeticism, it's, it's kind of this, uh, this idea where when they unify, that child is divine and surpasses both mother and father. And this, to me, this is really the symbol of awakening. When consciousness, the father, unites with mortality, the mother, when they unite and they infuse, something new is created. Consciousness is able to break free from its old bounds and is able to grow and evolve and and, uh, create something new, see something new. It's reborn. It's like the phoenix that rises from the ashes. So I've, I've just, I found a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of benefit from.
0: All right. That's, that's great. And what I find inspiring is that everything that we can conceive of, everything that we can conceive of as worthy, whether it be the feminine, whether it be the masculine, the mother, the father, all of that exists within us and nothing truly dies everything stays everything that's worthy of lasting never dies and that's and that's amazing to know And it brings me great comfort because it it makes me realize that the idea the concept of loss itself is an illusion that anything worthwhile we can never lose and if we feel like we lost it, it's us not being in touch with the real.
1: I am one hundred percent in agreement with you,
0: and so yeah, but that might be a bit of a deeper topic that might go over some people's heads, but that's all that's all good <laughs> but do you have any uh any other question for for me? We can if you had any question you you wanted to ask me that you never thought you yeah, oh, you're welcome man. to.
1: Yeah. Let's, um, I, ah, geez, I'd love to, I'd love to, to go deep with you. Honestly, that's, that's why I'm here. I, I want to, I want a deep dive, like, uh, love and truth. These are, are, uh, these are concepts that I just think are foundational and I would love to talk more about them.
0: Okay. All right. Well, um, love itself it, and truth are the two primordial forces of the universe. As I, as I mentioned before, many of my podcasts and, and what is amazing about all of this is that it's accessible to everybody. And it's like having a gift within you, within everybody and people aren't even aware of this gift that they have. And so when you are in touch with this yourself and you feel that love in your heart, or if you feel inspired within your mind, it's a comfort because you know that you're not special, so much more special than everybody else. You are just able to access the gift that people outside of you maybe have not yet understood or or even realize is even possible it's like you're doing what people think is impossible but actually they're all capable of the impossible or what they think is impossible so that's (laughs) and so it's like you feel like you're santa claus it's like you got this gift that you know everybody wants but they just don't know that they want it yet
1: i know that you uh you talk about your experience of of finding that that eternal bliss that comes from from this realization and uh it wasn't too long ago actually i i think the last time that we talked i was like telling you like oh i'm just it's it just been kind of eluding me but uh it was just like a week or two ago that i just i just sat back and i just contemplated my life and where I was at and you know like i said i'm just just a guy who works a normal job with a normal family in a normal neighborhood. But that's the thing. Wow. That's
0: the thing. That's your disguise. It's like you people disguise themselves as being normal. But I don't see anybody really as normal. It's like you are a superhero, and you believe you're Clark Kent, and that's what ev- is true with pretty much everybody.
1: Well, that's just it. Like I, I realized that. Wow, I have everything I've ever wanted. I have, I'm just, I'm, I'm complete. I'm full. I could, I could die a happy man. I have a wife who loves me unconditionally. I have children who adore me. This is, this is, if this is
0: an attainment, what is. Uh, well, you're very lucky because a lot of people don't have that. And so you, you... well, I didn't, I didn't used to have it.
1: In mm-hmm. fact, everything used to be a struggle for me but when mm-hmm. i when i realized when i when i had this realization it wasn't just a, all all of a sudden i was saved or anything no it was a a, a process of chipping away all that was like unworthy and and sabotaging self sabotage is real and we all do it and i was doing it to myself and just chipping away at those things over time and 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 now, I, I mm-hmm. I'm here, and I'm happy, and I'm just I'm I'm actually I have I'm enjoying that bliss, same as you now. And mm. you're right, you're right. You don't you want everybody else to have it, and it's obvious why, because nothing else is worth it. You know we we all have this innate in us like. It's it's ours. It's our birthright.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's for everybody. Everybody can join the party.
1: It is. And when you're there, and it's like you can share that.
0: When you're there, everybody is suddenly in this music video and dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sort of. (laughs) Like I there's
1: nobody that I look at and meet that i don't that i don't see the divine anymore it used to be i felt disconnected i saw that that guy or that girl and they were just what they presented to me but now everybody mm-hmm. i meet it's like i'm meeting god for the first time in a new
0: in a new so I would you consider he, yourself a, a positive person i think so yeah i think so certainly sounds like it and, and uh, what I find interesting is a lot of people find the concept of a positive person to be somehow triggering to them uh, or self-affronting or because maybe they see the positive person and subconsciously they're, they're seeing that they themselves maybe are not at that place yet, you know, or maybe it's contradictory to their own personal beliefs of being a realist. And that's a word I don't like, actually, people say, Oh, I'm a realist. Like, that's, a, like that's a defense of, <laughs> of your pessimistic attitude. It's like, well, if you're a realist, you, this is just how you are. you know? <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well, I, you know, me personally, I see reality. I see everybody I meet as God. And if they're pessimistic, if they're trying to pull me down, it's because they're trying to teach me something that I need to learn and so like if they're if they're uh, saying uh, you know for for example i had an experience the other day where i was talking to somebody online and they're being a real jerk and i was trying to help them and they were they were getting real mean and i was you know for 2 hours it was like hitting my head against a brick wall and he was telling me things like you know you got a man you need you need to you need to like grow some balls i don't know if that's okay to
0: say but yeah <laughs> yeah you yes. need to, grow,
1: yeah. you we need was, to be I was
0: ranch <laughs> yeah
1: yeah stop with the love and light you know be a man like like you need to grow a pair like and he just just laying on thick abuse and like i was just anyway two solid hours of this and finally Finally, I was like, you know what, I need a break. And so I I walked away for two hours. Well, I came back and this guy was still going. Only I noticed, I noticed that he was doing the same thing to everybody else. And in that moment, it was clicked. It clicked for me. This man is God. He's here to teach me something. His words were grow a pair. I need to grow a pair. And as soon as I saw what he was doing, I was like, oh, oh, okay. The light clicked. I saw who he was. He was a narcissist. He was an abusive person. He had no apologies whatsoever. And all I did was I went in, I went into the chat when it was like a group chat. And I said, this guy, this man is a narcissist. He has no ability to apologize. He is. Anyway, I just shined light on it. And Mm -hmm. very quickly thereafter, he basically dug his own grave. I I didn't even really have to do anything Mm -hmm. else. I did. I continued on it. I didn't let go. But well, well that's that an interesting the-
0: point. I mean, I avoid focusing on negative um, people. And, and, and I don't, in fact, I try to, how do I say this? On the one hand, I relish confrontation. On the other hand, I avoid confrontation. And I, I do both of these things. <laughs> I avoid yeah. confrontation but when it happens it's like oh i'm going to have fun with this <laughs>
1: <laughs> i've always avoided confrontation i've i've always been the most avoidant of confrontation type of people ever uh, mm-hmm. this is kind of a new for me to be honest with you
0: um, mm-hmm. yeah i mean uh, i mean because um of course people have different energies and different vibes right and, and especially for newer people who are starting to walk this path and be more positive. Maybe they haven't developed a shield of positivity yet. And that's something that a lot of people are unaware of. People take ownership of how they feel and they take ownership of their emotions and they don't realize that how much of an influence that people in their environment can have upon them, that, that there is, you know, psychology doesn't even recognize this. I mean, they, they, regarded as visual cues like it's oh it's the expression on somebody's face that is causing that negative reaction in you but they're they're not they're not going deeper and realizing that no no no, there is actually an energetic shift that can happen between people it's like one person feeling a strong emotion of anger can literally transfer that emotion invisibly to another person And, and that's not yet recognized by psychology but but what you're
1: talking about, though. Yeah, that's like empathy, you know, sympathetic vibrations. I mean, if someone is in the room and they're feeling bad and I walk in that room, I I'm not the only one. I think most people can relate to like feeling that, you know. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And this is important on a corporate level, too, because if you have toxicity that invades your company, that can actually translate into less profits. It's like you can be um You know, you want to have a positive atmosphere in your company. And if if there's somebody exuding a negative atmosphere and you're not aware of that, that can help to kind of bring down other people because not everybody is strong enough to overcome that.
1: It's absolutely true. When I first awoke, this was many years ago. I uh, right before it happened, actually, I intuitively reached out to a, a, a lady friend, a mutual friend, of my wife and, and, and my friend. Anyway, I
0: mm-hmm. reached
1: out to her and the very next day I had a full blown awakening and it was super like, like I didn't know what was going on. Like it was a hard awakening and it was like it involved Kundalini and like I, I, I just I had no frame of reference. I was a Mormon kid. You know, I, I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. and uh and she helped navigate this for me but she and she was very advanced she had she had very she had psychic abilities she had uh oh man she she was she was very deep but she lacked empathy and i didn't see this at the time and uh yeah that that's,
0: that pretty much defines what a sociopath is in my opinion
1: um yeah yeah, I mean she had it for me. She had plenty of empathy for me. Mm-hmm. Uh she was very understanding and helping me through it. Um but my wife was going through this was our, uh, our 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 second child. It was her it was my my first son and for whatever reason her caring boys just doesn't mesh well with her 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 system and anyway, she was in full blown Uh, postpartum depression. And we didn't really know all this at the time, but, you know, it was really difficult for her. And then I was going through this, that was difficult for her. And I was really struggling with it. So I know I was hard on her and my, this, this spiritual friend that I was reaching out to for helping me, you know, get balance and everything. She was unsympathetic to her. And the next thing, like, like over time, it just, it drove a huge, started driving a huge wedge between me and and my wife who I love dearly. I didn't, I didn't want to do this. I just, I just didn't know. I just didn't know. I I was, yeah, it's all
0: good, but it sounds like you got a beautiful relationship now. That's awesome.
1: It took a lot of work and it took, it took her knocking me down. It took her knocking me down many times because I was prepared. I was getting prepared to leave her and, and follow that same path without empathy. I was, Mm. I was ready to do it. I was, I was thinking about it. Okay. Well, a lot of people do.
0: Well, as long as you're happy now that that that's great. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah.
1: I'm definitely happy now, but it was a rough road getting there.
0: And uh, I I mean, being in a relationship, this is a, a question that I'm sure many people struggle with is that sometimes one partner can be more, how do I say, um, they can have an awakening, whereas the other partner, maybe they regard as, as if they've fallen behind a bit and that, that that they no longer kind of match up because maybe one person is about truth and love and the other person is couldn't care less about that and just more about mundane, <laughs> you know, sort of stuff. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, it happened to
1: me. That was exactly me. That was my situation. Mm. Um but I knew for me that the way that I wanted to go, and again, this was her like kind of smashing my head over it, pointing out to me that, that this friend was being unsympathetic. Yeah. And it, it, it was a really complex story. But mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean,
0: it's, it's, yeah, I, I, it's coming together now, the pieces. Now I understand your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people who are on that spiritual path, they regard that people on the spiritual path should have relationships with people that are also progressed along that spiritual path and not be dragged down by other people. So that's, so that's where exactly. she's probably coming from. And it was I was where she was
1: coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understood it too. It made perfect sense to me. I just realized that it wasn't the way that I could go. I had to go away that uh, that had perfected empathy. I, I will not sacrifice empathy Because I believe that empathy is the key to universal love and truth. Mm -hmm. That's that's just uh, that's just where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you
0: you can be the rock in your relationship.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, she's Mm -hmm. my rock.
0: Um, Okay. Well, that that too. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) We're both each other's rock. That's how (laughs) it should be.
0: Yeah. Well, well, uh, in the last podcast, I was talking about how the success of relationships what we can help ensure that is with when both partners can at least acknowledge the existence of a higher power or, or at least acknowledge the existence of love or something that's greater than um, you know, it, each individual. Yeah,
1: it, it wasn't that way for me in the beginning, but it is that way now. And it, hmm. it does, it ma- it creates harmony in a way that wasn't there before.
0: If, if I may ask, is she uh religious at all or Mormon or have you sort of,
1: uh, we grew up Mormon, like we were childhood friends and we both kind of fell away. We had our own, we had our own falling away separate from each other. But then later we, we met back up again and uh, we were both, I was always kind of like leaning more spiritual, but uh, she for a while was atheist. And now, now she knows that there's something else out there. Not, not because of me. Uh, just her own experiences
0: no it must be because of you you must take full <laughs> credit
1: <laughs> i definitely had an influence like in supporting her
0: yeah yeah absolutely um, well i mean i would if i were you i mean, and i'm not telling you what to do or anything like this but uh oh go ahead <laughs> go if, ahead if i were you i would really emphasize aligning with her open-mindedness of a higher power and to try to bring out that more within her. And then you have that as a common bond of her conception of that. And that could bring you closer.
1: I, I like that. I, I feel like it's kind of naturally progressing that way um, as it is. Like, I guess, I guess it's not there yet. I mean, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that it. you're,
0: you're yeah. not there. I'm not making any judgment, but I'm just saying that, that, uh, that that is like, because whenever you look at these archetypes of gods and goddesses, whether Shiva, Shakti, and, you know, Krishna, Parvati, you know, what is about them is that they're not just focused on each other. In fact, they are the two halves of a whole, and the whole is their, is their focus more so than each other, you know?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. One does not live without the other.
0: One but it's not about stand. one living without the other. It's like you, you can be mutually independent, but your independence comes because of your identification with the whole.
1: I, I totally agree with that. Yeah.
0: And, and, I, I, and in relationships, I think that's a mistake people can make. And, and maybe I'm being a bit overly idealistic, and this could be controversial to some because other people will say, well, what do you mean? I am nothing I'm without, without my wife. And the wives might say, <laughs> I am nothing without my husband. We are inseparable. It's like, okay, that's great. That's great. I don't want to get in the way of you. you know, that's awesome. But maybe, just maybe, it's a good idea never to give too much power outside of yourself. Because if you can feel whole through a connection that transcends flesh, you become more powerful as an individual. And as a more powerful individual, you can be a better wife. You can be a better husband. At least that's my opinion.
1: I think you're right. I I think that uh, it's, it's not a dependency situation. It's an interdependence. We have the the freedom and the power to grow ourselves uh, limitlessly if we want to on our own, but together that union can create something, something even bigger. And that's, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where I find myself with, with her. I, I feel just, I just feel devoted. My, my, I feel like my whole existence is, is devotion to her and my family. And, and what we are as a unit, that unity is my purpose. now. Well, I think
0: she's a very lucky woman to have such a fine husband as you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I, I tend to agree, but I feel like I'm the lucky one
0: yeah yeah well i mean you're, you're both lucky and that's 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 great and it sounds like you've got a lovely family so if you can share with the listeners what would be a secret to your happiness as a family and in your relationship
1: stop resisting all of your problems come from resistance to what is I just Like every, all the problems that I had in my relationship was my own resistance to her, to responsibility, to whatever it was. I I felt too tired. I felt like, oh, I don't want to do that. Anything like that is just your own baggage. Remove it. It's, it doesn't help. It's called resistance and it's just, it's in your way.
0: So, how do you remove baggage?
1: I mean, you have to accept it. I mean, you just have to accept what is. The way that you remove baggage is you drop it. You know, you, you take it off your back and you set it down. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, how do you know you what to, is?
0: How do you know what is baggage and what isn't?
1: Well, you have to go through a process of conscious awareness of what is real and what is false. If you're uh, if you're dealing with with uh, you know if these anchors, these are belief structures. These are things that you believe that are true, that are not actually true, that are holding you back. They're just, they're, they're the substance of mental things, their beliefs, you drop them mm-hmm. or you let them burn and they'll, they'll do it on their own eventually, whether it's like, you know, if you resist to the certain point, you're going to get divorced, you know, mm-hmm. and then the whole structure comes burning down. Then you'll see what was real and what wasn't. You'll evaluate, you'll look back, you'll know.
0: Awesome. You know. Awesome. Do you have any questions for, for me? Anything?
1: Um, I don't have anything right now. I, I, I've, loved, I've loved talking with you, Atma. This, this has been pretty wonderful for me. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, I appreciate you too. And Spokane, Washington is a beautiful, beautiful city there. Maybe someday I'll visit your area.
1: Well, if you're lucky, I'll fuel your plane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's flying. Actually, sounds like a lot of fun. I remember when I was younger, considering getting a pilot license or something because the uh, I don't know if you've, did you do you ever read that book um, Jonathan Livingston Seagull.
1: Ah, uh, I I never did read it, but I I've heard of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a very short book, and. I think you would like it. And because the author went on to, he's actually a pilot it was written by a pilot and he, he pilots, some um, ultralights and stuff. Um, but, uh, anyway, that's all good. So as, as a married man, do you feel like you have any time to yourself or do you feel like you're really, um, that you, your time is more occupied because of your family commitments.
1: Oh, I'm so busy. I I do have time to myself, but I use that doing what I love, which is usually like engaging in conversation online with with friends. Things that I can do that you know just take a couple mm-hmm. seconds here and there.
0: Um, well, I know in today's modern age, a lot of voices are are basically seem to be discouraging the idea of marriage and family and um gender roles and all of that. Do you have any opinion?
1: Yeah. I mean, do what floats your boat, but I mean, there is something real, real important between, uh, between two people. And I don't, I don't think it matters if it's two males or two females or male, man and woman. I don't think that matters. I think what matters is the union of consciousness and that, that to me is worth working towards fighting for Mm. so uh, that's my opinion
0: no that's awesome i know presently i am single and i'm not out there looking for a partner just because i like this psychological term i was talking about yesterday outcome independence to be full and complete in every moment and not to require any anything anything external and just to let things happen the way that they're meant to happen
1: that's beautiful you know if the time is right and it presents itself you'll be there you'll be ready she'll be ready and it'll just click you know i think that's how it works so
0: yeah that's beautiful (laughs) um I just feel grateful that I'm able to be in this loving state and blissful state all the time. And.
1: Uh, well, thank it, you it, for sharing it with me.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and and you sound like you are receiving some benefit from these podcasts too. Um, would you mind sharing me what your opinion is about what you've experienced from listening to these podcasts?
1: Yeah. I, I just, I feel like. I feel like you're doing God's work, basically. I, I think that uh, people who are not who are not there yet would benefit greatly by by lis- listening to you and and considering what it is that you have to say. I mean, it's it's not the words; it's what you're pointing at, and what you're pointing at, it's it's available for anybody and you, and, and once you see it, once you grasp it, you'll have your own words for it. You know, I know I have my own words for, it, and they're different than your words for it, but we're both pointing at the same thing. We're both speaking about the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's
0: it's, it's what's universally true. Sure. Sure. So do you have any, any final words you want to say? I think we should probably start to wrap things up. What do you think uh, you're free to make any closing statements or ask me questions or anything you like. You're, um, you're awesome. And I really appreciate having you on.
1: Oh, oh thank you. Um, I mean, just, just the purpose of life is evolution. Um, that's, that's just, that's just the way that I feel. The purpose of life is evolution. We're here to grow. We're here to learn. We're here to, to just make the best of, of our situation. And um, I, I guess, I guess I don't have a, a, a question for you. At Mboda. <laughs> but I I just am I'm just really appreciative for your work. You you inspire me. You uh, you've you've given me a lot to think about and ponder. And and I know I've grown from listening. And I think all of us who are sincere will as well.
0: Hmm. So. Well, it's all happening. It's all expanding. The cosmic plan proceeds perfectly. It's all unfolding like a big giant flower. <laughs> and we are all the individual petals of this flower. That's right. We're each a part of it, aren't we? Yeah. And it's only the beginning. You know, it's looking around this world today. It's like there's so much negativity. There's so much pessimism. There's so much suffering. And it doesn't have to be this way. It can be better.
1: And it can.
0: Hmm. And so people shouldn't feel like they should lose hope. They should understand that there's something better coming and it's coming and there's nothing that can stop it. It's inevitable. It is. I agree with you.
1: And we're, and we're, we're being prepared to handle it too. I mean, the the world is in many ways, it's a, a pretty dark place, but we're, we're being prepared for that. We're, we're going to be able Mm -hmm. to handle it. We can handle it.
0: I mean, the thing about the world today is it's being run by desire, external worldly desire and fear. It's like, they want you to be afraid. They want you to be divided. They want you to be disempowered. And the irony is what people don't realize is that your immune system becomes weaker when you experience fear. So in promoting fear, they're actually spreading COVID easier, you know?
1: Oh, for sure. They're also, by spreading fear, they're also giving the key to love. I mean, when, when someone else spreads fear, if another person is perceptive, they can use that as an entryway to greater love. So, you know, all things have their purpose.
0: Yeah. and, And the greater the adversity, the greater the triumph. Exactly. So the, the the more things look impossible, the more things look like um, insurmountable, and you've got this obstacle or this enemy, this fearsome object that it seems like it's crushing you. The more you feel that, the more when you overcome it, the stronger you become. And when you do have victory it becomes a triumph that can be celebrated. That ballads can be sung about. It's yeah. like it, well, without, when you, without having sorry. adversity, you can't have a triumph. Yeah. And it's like
1: you, unless you really understand the pain, I mean, how will you comprehend the joy? You know, it's like that, that comprehension of that, of what's, what's the worst really prepares your mind to perceive what's best.
0: Mm. Hmm. Hmm. That's awesome. Well, great. Donald, it's been a pleasure. And you have a fantastic time up there in Spokane and with your family. And it sounds beautiful. And it sounds like you've got some beautiful kids too. How many kids you got?
1: I got three right now. And one on the way, I got a a seven year old, a four year old and a Oh yeah. A five-year-old and a three-year-old. <laughs>
0: and, wow. You must be a great yeah. dad. I, 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 you know, I think you're you're a dad. The neighbor's kids could be, be, be like, dad, why aren't you as nice as Donald?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a, a perfect little family. I'm yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. Well, listen. You have an excellent even even evening out there in Spokane, and and uh, we we'll can continue to keep in touch. And this is just the beginning.
1: Absolutely, my friend. Thank you so much.
0: All right, you too. Bye-bye. All
1: right. Bye bye. Bye.